Again, that's Mark chapter 1, 21 through 28. And I want to I thank you all and, uh, for giving me the time off. I got to go back to Texas. I got to officiate a wedding for my cousin and his bride. Um, and it was a wonderful time there. And so I thank you all for, for giving me the time off to be able to go do that. And I want to thank Robin for filling in again and giving a wonderful sermon that day. So again, our scripture is Mark chapter 1, 21 through 28. And the word of God, it reads, And they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority, and not as the scribes. And immediately they There was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him, and they were all amazed. So that they questioned among themselves, saying, what is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. Here ends the reading of God's holy word. Let's take a moment and go in prayer. O holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. Have you ever had a a case of mistaken identity where, where maybe you thought somebody else was somebody else? Or maybe even you got confused, someone confused you with someone else? It happens all the time. But then there's, there's even a a further step, a a, a more, a, a bigger step than that right? There, there's the one where we suddenly realize this person we thought we knew, suddenly they aren't who we thought they were. We, we get some surprising news or a surprising revelation and learn something new about them, and it just changes the whole dynamic, doesn't it? Well, I, I had one such instance happen back in Texas. Uh, uh, an elder of the church there, his name was Bob, and, and Bob was a retired Texas game warden. And Bob and I would spend lots of time talking together about faith and life. And, and he would give me some, some good advice on raising kids. And then he would tell me the wildest game warden stories. You know, uh, hunters in Texas are, are just a different breed of people. Uh, let's, let's leave it there. And, and then all of a sudden, one day, a couple of years, a few years after knowing Bob and, and spending all this time with him, suddenly I learned that Bob was also the co-inventor and co-founder of Lemon Chill, the, the lemonade ice that you eat out of the cup. This retired game warden had this whole other part of his existence. And I go, well, you're not suddenly who I thought you were. Like, this is, uh, it's, a, it's a fuller picture of who he is. It, it changes the dynamic, doesn't it? And you learn something that incredibly new. You had no idea he had those kinds of talents and who he was. 
as we read through Mark, we'll see that this happens to those around Jesus as well. And, but here from the very beginning, for the first half of Mark, the only ones who know that Jesus is the Messiah are the unclean spirits. And in Mark, when he writes unclean spirits, he means demons. So it's only the demons, it's only Satan and the demons who know that Jesus is the Messiah for the entire first half of Mark. Everyone else is, is blind to it. They, they, haven't, they, they haven't seen the revelation. They just don't see Jesus as the Christ. In chapter 3, verse 6, the Pharisees and the Herodians, they're gathered together there, and they don't recognize Jesus as Messiah. In fact, it's shortly after that that they begin plotting to kill him. And, and the scribes in chapter 3, verse 22, they, they meet Jesus. They see Jesus. They don't see him as Messiah. They, they gather together and, and they say that he is possessed by Beelzebul. Well, then Jesus goes home later in chapter 6. He goes home to Nazareth where he grew up. And it's, and it's there as he's in his hometown. And he preaches and teaches in the synagogue there just as he did in Capernaum on this day. That suddenly everyone is offended by what he had to say. And they go, wait, aren't you... Joseph's boy, son of Mary, a carpenter. We know who you are. We've watched you grow up. And they ran him out of town. They did not see him as Messiah. And then it's even true of his followers. The disciples, as they followed him, even though they followed him from the beginning and immediately upon his call upon their lives, they, they followed Jesus they weren't really sure of who he was. Was he a really good rabbi? Was he a good priest? Or, or, or was he a prophet, maybe? But Messiah, that, that really didn't cross their mind. In fact, after he does the miracles of the, feeding, of the feedings, where he breaks bread and he multiplies it, we find in chapter 8 that the disciples are there saying, we don't have enough bread. Jesus hears them arguing about enough bread, and he says, you don't see it? You don't see it? And then in the conversation, and he's asking them, who do you say that I am? Peter gives his great confession. Halfway through the gospel, all of this ministry done. And then Peter says, you are the Christ. But it took a while. It took a while for him to see it. And, and the others... The Herodians didn't see it. The Pharisees didn't see it. The scribes didn't see it. And it wasn't just the people in Nazareth, but it was in the, the people all through Judea and Jerusalem. They had no idea Jesus was the Messiah. Because on the day that Pontius Pilate said, do you want Barabbas or do you want Jesus? They yelled for Barabbas and yelled to crucify Jesus. They just did not see it. But the demons, the demons, as we see here in our scripture today, have always known exactly who Jesus is. See, the demons are, are the angels who were thrown out of heaven. And so they knew that, that 
Jesus was the Word, and, and the Word was with God in the beginning, and the Word created. And, and they knew that Jesus is the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Holy One. They knew Jesus is the King of all kings. But until Jesus came and began ushering in his kingdom, Satan was ruling the roost. Satan and his demons. And they were deceivers. And they were caused deception. And they liked to hide. They didn't really want to reveal themselves. And so they would cause deception in our lives. right? It's, it's Satan and his demons would say the same things to us as he said to Adam and Eve. You know? You can be God if you want to. You can take control of your own life. You can be in charge of everything. And ten other ways to be happy. Or maybe that's not how the demons and Satan have worked in your life. Maybe it's, it's more of the whispers in the ear that you aren't good enough. You'll never be good enough. God is wrathful and judgmental, and, and he is going to come down on you. Or even for others, it's, they lead to false teaching, a false gospel. One that doesn't cause us to rely on Christ, but to rely more on ourselves. But here they are, demons wanting to stay hidden. But Jesus is the king of all kings. And we know in Mark that he has come to establish his kingdom. And so Mark here shows us that at the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, he has come to demonstrate his cosmic authority. And as he's in that synagogue, And he's preaching and he's teaching. They're astonished at what he has to say. A man with an unclean spirit, with a demon in him, comes in. And the demon is so terrified of Jesus that he reveals himself. Right? It it says it here in the scripture that he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? Because they know they work for Satan who thinks he's running things. And now Jesus has showed up, the king of all kings, and come to defeat Satan and death and his rule in this world. They know since the time they were thrown out of heaven that Jesus was going to come for them. That Jesus brought judgment upon them. And there was no hope for them. So they were terrified. And it was in that fear that he cries out. So Jesus quiets him because they are deceivers, because they cause deception. And so Jesus said, be silent and come out of him. And he did. And then everyone who was in the synagogue was amazed, but still had no idea who Jesus was. The demons were terrified, and the people were amazed. They seemed like opposite emotions on the spectrum when encountering Jesus. But there's something interesting in this scripture, this word astonished in verse 22, and they were astonished. It can be translated thunderstruck. Now, some of you are thinking ACDC right now. I know I was. 
but it's, it's, it's thunderstruck. And, it, and, and to be thunderstruck is this, is this beautiful mixture of, of being terrifyingly amazed and amazingly terrified all at the same moment. Right? Because if we're just amazed at Jesus, we'll walk off still going to hell as if we never met him. And if we encounter Jesus and are only terrified of his judgment and never encounter him as a loving, grace-filled Savior, we walk away living into that judgment. But when we become thunderstruck by Jesus and we see that as sinners... Jesus is the king of all kings, and yes, he comes with judgment because he is holy. And so we are amazingly terrified at how awesome he is. But in the same moment, because Jesus is the Messiah, he comes to save us. Because of our condition, our sinful condition, our rebellion. We needed an atonement for our sin. Not one that we had to ritualize over and over, but once and for all was required, was the only way to be made right again with God. And so here comes Jesus, the king of all kings, bringing all authority with him. And he is our substitute. He dies in our place. He takes on our sin and our judgment. He sheds his blood as an atonement for us and is resurrected. And when we encounter the fullness of Jesus, not only are we amazingly terrified knowing what we deserve because of our sin, we become terrifyingly amazed at his love for us. But while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And we were thunderstruck. Amen.